Hello there and welcome to the Secrets of Organ Playing podcast. I'm your host, Vidas Pinkavichus. Today's guest is Ad Vames, a Dutch composer of numerous instrumental chamber and choral works who recently has published a fascinating piece called Ride in a High-Speed Train for Organ. As a composer, he in earlier times wrote music for five Sesame Street albums, film and theater music. But his piece for organ, Miroir, uh, from 1989, meant his international breakthrough. It has been played all over the world by such renowned organists as Thomas Trotter, David Sanger and the late John Scott and has already been recorded 13 times on CD. In today's conversation, Ad will reveal his compositional process and give us us a glimpse into the world of ideas which inspired Ride in a High-Speed Train. Let's go to the show. Ad, I'm so delighted that you are joining this conversation. Welcome to the show. Thank you, Fidas. I am... I'm so fascinated by your pieces, by your music uh, for organ, and um, and you know you're so generous in 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 creating these and putting them online and uh, letting people get a glimpse into your artistic world. Thank you so much. Oh, you're welcome because. Uh it's for me. It's very, very nice uh, to to know the people who I write my music for, and uh, I think uh, the internet is a very good medium. Yes, to uh, direct contact. Yes, direct contact with with your listeners. That's what yes. today's world is all about, right? And um, uh, today we'll be talking a li- about in depth about your recent organ composition, which is called "Ride in a High Speed Train." Very curious uh, and um, s- uh, picture evoking uh, title, I would say. High speed train, right? Uh, these uh, these uh, trains which go what three hundred kilometer kilometers an hour in in France in 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 Europe, right? Yes, and, yes. And you wrote a piece about that. I will be curious about the origin of the piece. But let's start from the beginning, okay? Can you tell okay. us a little bit uh, about uh, how you became interested in organ, in organ music, in organ as an instrument, things like that? Well, my wife is an organist, and uh, when we were at the conservatory, that's the high school for for music, um, uh, when she had to do her exam, she had to play uh, a modern organ piece, and uh, so she asked me for an organ piece, and I wrote my first organ piece for my wife. Uh, The name of this piece is My Top. And then uh, the second piece I wrote in 1989. So, 1989. Yes, 89. Yeah, 89, yes. That was a miroir, and it was uh, composed for a a friend of ours, uh, Stephen Taylor. He's uh, from English uh, origin. And um, he, he got a job at the uh, Nikolai Church in Utrecht. Mm-hmm. Utrecht is a city in uh, Holland. And he had to, um, to give an opening concert and he wanted to play uh, a new piece, a new uh, composed piece. And he asked me to compose a piece. And that uh, happened to, to be, uh, to re- result in Miroir. Yes. And a miroir is, in fact, um, uh, well, the origin of the piece is, in fact, something uh, quite uh, ordinary. Um, there has been a television program on Dutch television a couple of years ago, in which I tell about the origin of miroir, and unfortunately, Unfortunately, it's only in Dutch, but maybe, um, well, when you look at, uh, maybe you can understand something uh, of it. Sure. 
So, Adam, you know. uh, let me interrupt a little bit uh, because yes, our listeners are probably wondering what is miroir. It's probably mirror, right? The word means yes, in French yes. mirror. And mirror. As, I, I, as I'm listening to this piece uh, just a moment ago, um, you know, I noticed how calming effect it has on me. You know, I was uh -huh. perhaps a little bit nervous before this conversation, a little bit, a little bit stressful, you know, day uh -huh. or something. But once I uh, opened this video and uh, started to listen to your music, all my stress went away. It's it's such a such a profound oh. <laughs> feeling, and it's it's very rare that uh, the modern composer of of living composer of today can create such a music of such a depth and uh, you know profound impact but a healing impact i would say even healing ah, oh wow so uh, we you. will talk about uh, uh, how you of course came up with these techniques which which help listeners to calm down right uh, I, I guess lots of repetitive motion right lots of uh, perpetuo mobile so to say yeah. perpetuo mobile interesting concept right so okay. uh, adam how much your music is influenced by let's say minimalism techniques or how not uh, how much is not maybe it's much different now from from it right well it's hard to say uh, people tend to 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 uh, place my music in the uh, minimal uh, uh, they 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 say it's minimal music but i, I don't agree with that um, my music is has been influenced a lot by uh, um, uh, symphonic pop groups like uh, Gentle Giant. It was a profound English uh, uh, group in the 70s, 80s. And uh, what they did was kind of uh, chamber music, but then for pop, pop group. And um, they used a lot of uh, um, um, complementary rhythms. They worked a lot with that, and I tried to to uh, um, to make use of that in my own compositions as well because I liked it so much. Uh -huh, uh -huh. And and for instance, Mirror, it it has a repetitive. Uh, mode in effect is one hand playing the same pattern uh, the same bar from beginning till end mm -hmm. but that's in fact uh, the result of uh, something that happened in my studio yes. and I and um, I, I can tell you uh, maybe let me tell you some a few words about miroir um, you know at first, I had this idea for the first bar. I played it on my piano, yes. and then I, I went to my studio and, and played it with an organ sound. Then I went looking for an, another organ sound in my library, and um, while I was looking for that sound, I had um, my computer in the repetitive repetitive uh, uh, mode, so I heard this one bar. Uh, again and again and again and again and while I was looking uh, a melody popped up in my in my head and um, it was only that at, at the end I had only had to, to, to change something to the left hand and I could keep the right hand the same so uh, I'm thinking well well that's, that's, that's curious uh, let's see how far we can go so uh, by um, with this, I mean, I, I, I started looking for um, if I could maintain the same repetitive uh, mode, uh, repetitive uh, bar in, in the one hand, and uh, placing other things uh, against it. And um, I want, wanted to see how, how far I could go w without it, uh, without it being boring and. Yes. and it, it, it was my goal that it wouldn't be noticeable, not hearable, that I use the same pattern over and over and over again, because that would be boring, I think. So what I did was sometimes I play above this pattern, sometimes, sometimes I play in between this pattern, 
and then you when you do this you 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 hear uh, uh, something like shadow lines which are not there but your ears tend to 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 connect uh, notes there are in its neighborhood they uh, your ears tries to connect them wonderful and, and then, then you know you know and then i place the notes down this pattern it's and so in this way i mean with a mirror the mirror stays the same it's only what you put opposite of the mirror that changes the image of the mirror mm-hmm, mm-hmm. very, very well, clever i hope you understand uh, yeah uh, of course i will uh, put uh, the links to the videos uh, of your composition so that listeners can really listen listen in and understand what we're talking about but uh, yes. for starters uh, in order to understand your style probably we need to talk about uh, um, about meditation right because uh, a little bit i felt that your music especially mirror is is like like because it has a repetitive mode and uh, yeah. it puts the listener and the performer into one one uh, uh, mindset like like ah. like a, like in a prayer or or a, in a ah. meditation uh, s- s- uh, this moment has a calming effect i think ah am i right what <laughs> you know uh, i don't um uh, when I, I, I make music, I, I, I try to compose uh, um, as well as I can, and I, I always want to find things that are uh, not yet being discovered, yeah. because I'm, I'm, I'm curious for that. Uh, and then uh, when I, I find something beautiful, I always want to share it with other people. Mm-hmm. But uh, I don't compose with my mind set up to, well, I have to make these notes be copied because people like it um, and it's it's the other way around I, I, I try to make the music that I like and of course I hope that other people like it as well sure that's the main idea you're doing for others but but in in reality you're doing it for yourself yeah right? yeah as an artist uh, you let other people have a glimpse into your world but you're not selling yourself out now you are no, you no. are b- being um, generous and have integrity with your ideas and ideals uh, with your beliefs and uh, if listeners like it that's good if they're not yeah. don't like it maybe they're they don't belong to your your circle right yeah you know yeah, yeah. we all got our our favorite uh, uh, music and, and styles and, and so on and uh, for instance uh, uh, within the jazz you I when you say do you like jazz music I would say well <laughs> a couple of years ago I, I would say no but now uh, I would say well I like the music of Ibrahim Malouf very much and um, you know, it's there's only good music and bad music, but and um, you know, a taste hasn't. Everybody has a certain taste for for certain kinds of music, but that doesn't say that uh, a certain type of music is bad or good. You you never can say it because. There has been bad music and jazz music, but there has been bad music and classical yes. music as and well. It happens that <laughs> a person can can uh, um, uh, start liking one sort of music after many years of disliking yes. it. Yes, right? that happens. Uh, that happens yeah. because the person develops, develop, the character develops, the taste develops. Yes, the, yeah. The yeah. mindset also broadens, the perspective broadens. And your curiosity probably also expands, and yes. you take everything that that you meet uh, in life, you see in life, and that makes you, of course, a better person and a better perfo- uh, composer as well. Am I right? Well, I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> so wonderful, Ad. Um, I think our listeners have to understand one thing: a lot of modern music of by living composers of 21st century composers um, do not don't um, or doesn't sound uh, so to say 
nice, you know. Don't yeah. doesn't sound yeah. um, acceptable to our general audience. We, yeah. Which, of course, is exception with your music. Your music, of course, is directly uh, connected with the listener. Uh, whether it's a professional organist, musicologist, or, or a person from the street, I think it can find these beautiful tones and modes and rhythms mm-hmm. per, um, you know perpetuum this this uh, this repetitive modes much much uh, fascinating very fascinating yeah and, and it's not at all you know dissonant and um, harsh i think it's it has very very interesting color in it you know there there are dissonance in my music but consonants uh, as well and, and that's that's what I miss uh, with the very much modern composers that they don't know the, uh, they don't feel uh, the difference b- between a consonant and and and, uh, and, and a dissonant. Yeah, yeah. I, I hope you understand what uh, I, I want to say you, when you play. Uh, a, a clock, a chord like C. I, I will try to keep it simple. When you play a chord C E G, then when you play the melody uh, with the tones C E G, it's all consonant. There's nothing uh, disturbing. But when you, for instance, when you play a G in the melody, then you feel a, a little bit of friction because this notes wants to be come. Uh, in the end, consonant. So it tends to, uh, you can go to E or to C, or maybe you, you can place another dissonant to it, but then again, uh, you have to uh, go to a consonant because the consonants are the um, magnetic fields for the dissonance. Yeah, they, they, they connect the dissonance to the Yes, you, you know, your distance, they, 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 they tend to go, uh, they are attracted by uh, the, the, the magnetic fields of the C and the E and the G. Uh-huh, I see, I see that, yes. I right. see? Yes. Okay, I, I, and I, I, I don't see uh, uh, much of this uh, sensibility with a lot of uh, uh, composers nowadays. It's, uh, it's very much uh, conceptual music and, you know, I, I, I worked a couple of years for the uh, Het Orgelpark in Amsterdam yes. and because the busy drone, uh, um, that's uh, a mechanical organ which is nowadays is standing there, there are being um, uh, made uh, new compositions for this organ and they asked me to see if it's... Uh, um, well, I'm the in-between, I've been for a couple of years the in-between between the composer and, and the guy who made the organ books. So I looked at the scores and see if it was all uh, possible and, and then uh, most of the time I had to change a lot. But I missed, you know, it was many times that I um, I felt that well, uh, this guy or this <laughs> this uh, uh, this girl is not doesn't know doesn't hear what what he has actually written because um, at, at some points uh, sometimes it was so 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 difficult and so many tones in it and uh, people tend to to make mistakes and then well. Sometimes um, um, uh, people totally uh, forgot that the, the organ was a, uh, uh, a transposing instrument. That this means that this, it, the sound is different than, than what you've written. Uh-huh. And, and, and then they, they said, "Well, I place it uh, some sounds up, and uh, well, that's okay." And, and sometimes, you know. You know, I have this idea. Maybe I'm wrong, wrong, but 
a lot of modern composers who write very harsh sounding and um, too dissonant music, maybe yeah. they, they like to write something new that hasn't been written before. And of course, tonality, the consonances were explored throughout the centuries very much. Yeah, and yes. of course, uh, with the rise of, of, uh, of uh, later modern techniques, composers thought maybe I could discover something new outside the, the tonal mm. areas, outside the, the modes. Maybe I can write very chromatic music and, and uh, yeah. have a, a, yeah. an interesting yeah. discoveries right there. Um, but what you are doing and others in this field also, you are rediscovering tonality, right? You are you are doing new things with, with, with tonality, with modes, not necessarily major and minor, but you're writing in, in Lydian mode, for example, in other yeah. Phrygian modes, basically, in double harmonic minor, which reminds me of Balkan music, right? Yes, you, yes, yes. You, you do this uh, sort of um, experiments with old material, but in a new way. Yeah, I, 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 no, I, I, I don't see it as a, as an experiment. It, it, it's me, just, and uh, it pops out. And someone, uh, somewhere, I, I, I got, uh, I was influenced, influenced by, uh, by this music. I think, and uh, well, it comes out this way. And uh, sometimes, it's, well, <laughs> it comes out this way. And uh, when I think it's good, then I write it down, and uh, you know. Uh, and, and never know uh, what kind of course I'm going to use. It's it's uh, it's a result of what I have written. And then uh, sometimes when I look at my own scores, I see, oh well, that's that's interesting. I, I didn't know what I was doing, but exactly. uh, yes, it's interesting. You know, you know, I, I, I try to write down what I hear, and so I try to listen. Try to listen very good to to what's happening in my head. It sounds like other, you ha you're having some unconscious processes yes. in your head, uh, which not necessarily are connected with your mental uh, brain think basically thinking no. processes. No. It happens maybe in the right side of the brain, not necessarily yeah. in the yeah. left. Yeah. You know, I, I got something. Uh, uh, um, strange to tell you um, as I told you I, I opened my website in 2005 and in 2008 I had my uh, new piece for organ ready and then I informed my uh, the organist that in, in, in the past had uh, ordered uh, scores from my website um, and there was a, um, a mail to someone uh, living in Stavanger it's in Norway and the next day I got a mail uh, from him, um, um, his name is Ivan Sarajilivic, uh, and um, he, he told me, well, what, an, uh, what a coincidence, because uh, uh, last night we were talking about uh, giving uh, a composer a commission, because this year, 2008, it was... Uh, um, Stavanger was a uh, cult cultural capital of Europe mm -hmm. and he asked me to compose uh, a, a mass uh, for, for boys choir and a string quintet and organ and um, uh, then, um, well I, I started composing and um, it was a piece that I immediately it was very easy for me to write this piece down. I just let let myself go and, and, and compose it. And, and then I thought to myself, well, um, this is the piece uh, which was most easy for me to compose. And why? And then I remembered that when I was young, uh, I always went up... Um, uh, uh, up to, to the organ where uh, because my mother was an organist and my father was a very good singer and he sang in the in, in the choir and I always went up and sit next to the uh, people uh, singing in the choir and um, you know because I so I thought 
Well, from when I was very young, uh, till um, till my uh, well maybe fifteen or sixteen, when I was sixteen years old, I always heard this music. This kettle, it was Catholic uh, music. Uh, um, well, it must it ha- has influenced me, and um, because I, well, that was my explanation for how easy uh, it for for me it was to compose a, a mouse. How could, do you understand it? Yes, easy, very easy to compose, right? Yes, because it seemed to be uh, somewhere in my uh, unconsciousness. Unconscious. I had, yes. yeah. Uh, you know, uh, I have an idea that that uh, a muse. You know what a muse is? Uh, maybe uh, our uh, yes, yes. spirit flies by your window, and if it yeah. if, if she sees you ready. Uh, at the table with your pencil or, or a computer, if you work with computer, ready yeah. for work, maybe she gives you an inspiration. If you're not ready, if you're doing something else, then inspiration is not there, perhaps. Uh, yes. Maybe. <laughs> it's, it's a complicated, of course. Yeah, yeah but, but uh, inspiration is also like sports. Uh, because when you, you know, w- w- when you want to to to, to become a, a, a very athlete, you have to work. And when you want to become a composer, you you have to work. And you, you must uh, you must be in shape to receive the muse. Exactly to receive this inspiration, you have to work yes, for it. You have, you have to, to work, work because when I haven't composed for uh, for maybe a couple of weeks, and uh, when I start composing. Uh, what comes up the first two days I usually throw away and I, and then sometimes you know at the end of the day when I close my computer and sit uh, sit by my piano and then suddenly it comes pops up and wow this is it you know you you have to give uh, Muse a chance uh, to, 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 to meet you but uh, she will only come when she sees that you are a hard-working man. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. And you, you have to be very, very, um, you know, um, eager, eager to let it, let it go, because you, you don't, uh, you don't control this process, right? When the no. inspiration comes, when these ideas will come, you don't even know, probably. No, you don't no. expect. When you expect, it doesn't come. And when you yeah. not expect, yeah. it yeah. does come. Yeah, yeah. Books, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's uh, most of the time when you, uh, in the uh, in the moments of re- relaxation, uh, as at the end of the day when you close the computer, so uh, you say, "Well, I stop working." Then you pop uh, down at the piano and then uh, just lingering along. Then, oh yes, that's that's oh that sounds good. Oh, well, is that and, how you? Is that how you created uh, your recent piece, right, in a high-speed train as well? Um, no, I, 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 will, I will tell you how I, I wrote this piece. By the, uh-huh. by the way, it, it's not uh, it's a uh, piece from the origin of the piece is from 1993. 93. Yes. Yes. The origin, the origin. Eh? because it it, uh, it was originally written for a mechanical dance dance organ yes mechanical can you explain our listeners what a mechanical dance organ is um do you um do you know what a hurdy-gurdy is yes hurdy-gurdy yes mechanical instrument which plays over and over right yeah, yeah, but uh, a dance organ is it's uh, a, a kind of very big. Uh, 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 they call it also pyramid in in Holland. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a very uh, big uh, instrument. Uh, well, let's say uh, seven meters uh, or eight meters uh, uh, wide and um, two half meters high. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's in in, Be- in Belgium. Belgium is in, um, 
when you go from uh, uh, Holland to France, you go through a country named Belgium. Yes. And in, uh, in Belgium, in, in the beginning of the 20th century, when there the, the, the was no... Uh, uh, um, when when uh, uh, how do you call it? Luxplate, uh, long play discs. Mm -hmm. Do you know wh what it is? LP, LP, probably. Right? LPs, yeah, yeah. But but just before the time, people uh, danced in in in, in, in music halls, mm -hmm. and um, there was this me mechanical organ. Who played uh, the the popular tunes of uh -huh. those days? Yes, and it has it had the mechanics. It, it was a kind of uh, well, let's say, uh, old-fashioned uh, jukebox. Jukebox, but mechanical, yes. right? All mechanical. All mechanical. Excellent, yes. wonderful. So you wrote a piece for it, right? For this. Yes. It's called Busy Drone, right? Uh, that's the name of the instrument. Oh, yes. And um, the piece was uh, uh, called TGV, which means Train Grande Vitesse. That's uh, French uh -huh. for uh, a high-speed train. Wow, that's and, that's and, nice. and I, I use this name because in, in those days, um, um, this train was... Uh, uh, for the first time riding uh, through uh, Europe. Yes, novelty. Uh, yes, and um, I, let, I want to tell you something about um, how I made the piece. Yes. Maybe yes. that's interesting. Very interesting. Because I, I, I went to visit uh, this uh, dance organ, uh, which uh, then uh, stood in the uh, Stedelijk uh, Museum, that's a museum for modern art in Amsterdam. Mm -hmm. And uh, I went to listen to it and also brought with me a so-called uh, DAT recorder. It's a uh, um, digital well, audio tape, yes. Di digital audio tape, yes. Oh, very good of you. <laughs> yeah. uh -huh. I know that. <laughs> you know that. And um, uh, the man who played the organ, he told me, well, there... I have a, a, a book called Gamma, um, which bring, let you hear all the different uh, uh, registers, note by note. And I said, wow, that's great, because, you know, I have a studio, and in this studio I have a, a, um, a sampler, they call it. Uh-huh, yeah, sampler. A sampler, yes. So I, I recorded this organ, and it took me about a week uh, to put all these sounds in my uh, in my uh, sampler, uh, my computer, as to say. And so, and in the end, I was able to hear what what, what would sound on on this organ. And then I started uh, composing, and uh, and uh, at at a certain point. Uh, I thought, uh, you know, when I compose, um, a lot of times I, I, I have in my mind a, a sort of landscape or uh, something, well, something visual. And I had in my mind a, a train going through uh, uh, a con a, an ever-changing uh, landscape. Because there's something which goes on and on, it stays the same, but the landscape uh, changes. Yeah. You go around the corner and you are in a different landscape. And, it, it, you know, I was thinking about a, a train uh, um, uh, going through this landscape. And this train was going through a landscape in uh, uh, what they used to call Yugoslavia. Yeah, Balkans. In, in, the, in the, the Balkans, yes. And um, my wife and I, uh, uh, when we were young, we used to, to, to make uh, long holidays and we cycled. And we cycled through Europe. And uh, one day we were in Yugoslavia and the ro roads were so bad that... Uh -huh. <laughs> 
that, that I had a, a, a broken spoke uh, in my uh, in my wheel in my back wheel, and well, when when one spoke is broken, the the second wheel break will within a few minutes, and, and that happened. So I had uh, problems with my bike, and uh, um, I. I I uh, dropped by a house and asked them the, the people the, if, uh, if they could help me and they were very friendly people and we stayed there for one night and uh, um, in the evening uh, the, 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 the man uh, was uh, was a professor at the, at the high school but he also was a musician playing the accordion and in the evening, he uh, put a map of Yugoslavia on the table and he pointed a certain district and then he played something on his accordion from that district. And then he, uh, he uh, showed uh, another district and then he played something from that district. And that came up up my mind um, when I was uh, composing this piece. So that that helped me uh, to 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 go on with this ongoing rhythm and this ever changing landscape. Wonderful. So you you sort of imagine that you are going through through this Balkan yeah. country yeah. countryside yeah. Uh, with the train, and uh, yeah. these ideas, musical ideas, also came into your mind, and you started to shaping them into music, into notes, and yeah. uh, and creating different rhythms. Probably five four meter, right? Yes. Uh, yes. Very curious of beat, basically. Uh, yes, yes. Strange to play, even not only to write, but very fun to listen to. Uh, yeah, but very difficult to play. Very difficult. Very difficult. Yeah, yeah no, but but it um, I, that was no problem because it was for a mechanical instrument. Yes, so yeah. I, anything what I wanted, but. Um, Nowadays, the, this uh, uh, dance organ stands in Het Orgelpark. Yes, That's the Orgelpark in Amsterdam, right? Organ, yes, a very nice uh, organ venue. And um, an organist uh, uh, came up to me when I was there and he asked me, well, can you make a, an arrangement of this piece for normal organ? And I said, well, I don't know. Uh, I will have to look if it, if it is uh, possible. And uh, then I started looking and working on it. And, uh, well, it was possible. But, <laughs> you know, I found out that uh, sometimes, uh, many times, the devi- deviation of the uh, certain parts is different uh, at the same time. For instance, uh, um, when we, uh, let's say, in bar 10, uh, we have... Three, three, two, two, in uh, um, in one hand, and at the same time, uh, the other hand has two, two, three, three. Oh, polyrhythmic uh, ideas. Yes, and, and 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 the pedal has two, 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 two. Oh, oh, that's, that's very like, difficult. Like it's in five, four meter, right? It yeah, and then then it's five, four ten, meter. Ten, eight, eight notes per per measure, right? Yeah, and you're yeah, dividing so the the eight notes differently: three three yeah. two two, or two two three three, or two 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 yeah. two two. Yeah, and, uh, <laughs> you know, I imagine how difficult it is to play that way. Yeah, but uh, and uh, you know, uh, have you heard about Thomas uh, Trotter? Of course, yes. He okay, yeah. a, f- a fantastic uh, organist. A fantastic organist, and. Uh, Thomas um, uh, ordered the piece, uh, uh, and uh, I sent it to him, and, and, and then he reacted. Well, at uh, um, I'm used to a lot of music, but this is very difficult. But, but because I can't feel at the same time uh, different, uh, different variations, different dif- uh, um, uh, um, different deviations at the same time mm-hmm. you know, he said I, I, I can't feel well at the same time yes in the other hand and in the pedals yes for instance uh, and uh, and, uh, and this changes uh-huh. 
-huh. As with when you pop into another uh, landscape, uh, the de deviations uh, change. Yes. So um, um, you know, uh, um, he asked me, uh, um, Hawks has uh, published it, uh -huh. but it it was uh, at first it uh, I published it it, it myself. And uh, I had these uh, different deviations uh, uh, written as I, as a composer, also uh, f thought, well, that's strange, free, free, two, two, and then uh, the two, two, free, free, free at the same time in the other end, and two, 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 <laughs> and the pedals. And, and I, I wrote it exactly th this way. But uh, after, after uh, you know, uh, the Thomas reacted to this uh, uh, first uh, printing of, of my uh, own publication, and he told me, well, wh when it's going to be published by uh, Booz and the Hawks, I think it's better to um, try to uh, keep uh, uh, the deviations uh, the same for both hands and feet, and then by uh, using slurs um, at, at, the, at the correct places, and uh, you, you can get the deviation which you, which, which you, what you want to hear. Uh -huh. So I, ch I chose for that one, for, for that option, I so see. that it would become a, a little bit easier to, to play. You know, uh, I was thinking when you were talking about these rhythmical deviations about um, Indian music, uh, Indian rhythmic ideas. Uh, uh, have Indian, for example, Tala, Tala musical tra rhythmic traditions oh. have, uh, have influenced you in any way? Yes. <laughs> in fact, I studied uh, Tablas a couple of years. Uh -huh, uh -huh. Yes. So that's, that's 2-2-3-3 three, 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 or 3-3-2-2 three, three, two, two, or 2-2-2-2? Yeah, two, 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 two. yeah, but that's that, uh, I, that, um, I, I studied uh, Tabla about 10 years ago, so uh, orig originally uh, this piece was uh, written in uh, 1993, so I, no, no question, it wasn't influenced by Tabla, Indi Indian uh, music. Uh -huh. But yeah. may, maybe by uh, by Balkan music. Uh, I think, so. I think so. Yeah. Because in Oriental music, of course, in the Hindu yes. tradition, the, these rhythmical ideas are very, very complex and fascinating. And uh, when you were talking uh, about this, I was thinking maybe he also was um, influenced a little bit. Maybe not. Maybe maybe it's a different culture altogether. So, but wonderful, yeah. because in general, the effect of these rhythmical deviations when you're listening uh, to a video or, or watching, right, uh, well-prepared piece is, is absolutely fantastic, because you don't understand what's happening, actually. You, yeah, you think yeah. when you're looking at the fingers of the organist, it's so easy, right? But in reality, it's, it's unbelievably difficult to to make these polyrhythmic ideas and in fact uh, in order for our listeners from all over the world to understand what are we talking about right now I can suggest for example this kind of exercise uh, on the organ for example right hand can play a melody imagine 5-4 meter that, that Ad uses in this piece uh, and right hand plays a melody maybe 10 notes or 20 notes, whatever you, you want. You can write down with pencil, right? And then, yeah. uh, and then uh, uh, divide these 20 or 10 notes in a way that, uh, that subdivisions are in 3, 3, 2, 2, and then repeat, 3, 3, 2, 2. Mm -hmm. Basically, it will be 5, 4 meter, but in, in one measure will be 10 eighth notes, but subdivided as three, three, two, two. That's the right yeah, hand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Take the same melody. Three hands. Yes. And yes, I'm, the you know. Melody, and then in the left hand, do the opposite. Two, two, three, three subdivision, yeah. right? And yes. the same happens in the pedals, right? Uh, 
only the same melody or a different melody in the same mode, for example, that it would sound nice. Um, for example, what? and it, it choose two, 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 two subdivision. Uh, completely different, Something. right? Something yeah, like yeah. That. And then try to play it, right? Try to play yes. all three parts together. That's unbelievably yeah. difficult. But the That's the, the difficult. I think it, it compares the, uh, the South American uh, music, where, where, where the percussion group exists uh, of four people, uh -huh. each, doing, each doing their own uh, thing, their own de deviation within the bars and repeating it. And uh, by hearing and uh, mixing it all together, you know, it's uh, when it's good, it swings. and. Um, um, I think that, that that's the same with this piece. I think it's uh, influenced by uh, by me listening to uh, uh, salsa music. Uh -huh, uh -huh. True. Yes. And of course, we have to remember that these drummers and from West Africa, of course, they also yes. they use yes. different uh, syncopative syncopations. But they they do it in groups like four people, five people, or yeah. in this in a case of of your um, South American music like four people. But the organist has to do do it alone. Yes, one. Yeah, yes, yeah, <laughs> That's no. what makes it exceedingly complex. Yeah, uh, I'm so, I'm so sorry, Fidas. <laughs> no, no, wonderful, <laughs> wonderful. I'm so grateful that you wrote something. That is exceedingly difficult to play, but sounds yeah. deceptively simple. It's really yeah, si yeah, sounds. Yeah. Uh, when our listeners will listen to this piece, uh, uh, either uh, right in uh, in a high speed train or even the mirror, right? Yeah, uh, yeah. It sounds unbelievably simple, and uh, the simplicity yeah. is genius, right? Uh, the sign yeah. of genius. Yeah. But when you try okay. to play it, it it's something yeah. else. But recently, I have uh, composed something which is uh, uh, simple. Uh -huh. it, it tell doesn't us, tell us. Tell us uh, what are you working <laughs> on? Oh, well, I, I will close the door because I hear a noise from uh, from downstairs. Okay. It's, it's, and uh, okay. while well, you do this, I I will talking about uh, how important it is to keep our listeners in mind when creating such a modern music, because of course. A lot of modern composers forget our listeners and try to rediscover, discover new things, and try to uh, create something very harsh and dissonant. But what Ad does, Ad does with this uh, modal thinking in different modes and in different rhythms, is extremely uh, listeners friendly. And this is very rare in, in 21st century music. And it's very, very good that he keeps in mind his listeners so so yeah I'm well as a co yeah yes I'm here again Good. you know when you compose you are a listener as well mm -hmm. and I, I remember the saying of an, a, a teacher of mine um, um, he, he once uh, well I heard it uh, same a couple of times um, and this has been very important for me um, he told me, "Don't, um, don't try uh, uh, to keep to what you had in mind." Uh, uh, he said, "Forget about that and try to listen what the music has to tell you. The music itself has something to tell you." So uh -huh. you know, he wants you listen, 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 listen. What's happening? What's happening? Yes. Where does sound want us to go? We have what? to pay attention. That's right? something. Attention. You have to pay attention what you hear. Wonderful. So, Ad, tell us a little bit, what is your next project? What are you working on and listening for and uh, creating to, for? Oh, yes, uh, that's a, a lot. Uh, what I did yesterday, that's uh, maybe, maybe for the organist, uh, interesting is um, um, there is an American uh, composer and organist uh, his name is Carson Coleman 
he has an ongoing project. Um, he wants composers from all over the world to compose new pieces for uh, chamber organ. This is um, a very limited organ of only one manual, uh -huh. consisting of uh, four octaves and one note, so from uh, C grade till uh, D3. Yes, 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 D3. So four octaves and one whole note. Uh, no pedals. No pedals. And, and um, sometimes only one, one stop. <laughs> so it wanted me to, to write uh, three pieces for it, uh, which uh, would be possible to play on this kind of organ. And it... Um, he wanted me to write pieces that were not difficult. He was looking for a certain difficulty. And, and so I, I composed my first piece and sent it to him and to ask him if it was, if it had the right difficulty or easiness, uh, whatever you want to call it. Uh -huh. He said, well, that's exactly what I mean. It's, uh, so I made these other two pieces. And then um, when I was ready, I, uh, well, I had a, a phone talk with uh, Carson and I told him, well, well uh, in fact, I want to uh, publish it and uh, I, I will ask um, uh, Boos and Hawks. So I asked Boos and Hawks and they said, well, it's um, two little people who uh, will be interested in two less music uh, so, um, and then uh, Carson told me that he also worked for an American publisher and that they uh, would want to publish uh, uh, work, but uh, they wanted at least uh, 17 pages of uh, music or 16 pages. Uh -huh, uh -huh. Well, <laughs> no, then I thought, uh, well, f five to go, but there is a... a a publisher who is interested uh, and I had uh, one one well something with that was uh, intended for piano which but which I hadn't finished and um, well I, I could make an arrangement for an organ and I made another one and that were too enjoyable uh, uh, pieces, uh, joyful pieces, I must say, and then um, you know, then I, I had five pieces, yes, and then I thought, well, three more pieces to go, and at this at this point, uh, I, I I got a phone call from uh, uh, Andrew Kenning, uh, befriended organist of mine, in the, who lives and works in Uppsala, Sweden, yes. And he told me, uh, did you receive uh, the news? Uh, I told him, I don't know what you're talking about. He uh, told me, well, uh, John Scott, uh, the organist from New York, has died. Uh -huh. uh, do, you, do you know uh, John Scott? Of course. Yes. And, uh, well, I, you know, I was, uh, I was very... Um, very sad to hear this news, and yes. because I, I had uh, many times, I had uh, uh, contact with uh, with John, and uh, it was such a nice man. And even, you know, the last concert that John gave was in Uppsala, in Sweden, uh, which has been a, a very important place for me, Uppsala. Uh -huh. And and you know, I have I have found uh, Andrew Kending a half an hour before the concert and ask him uh, to uh, to say hello to, to John and uh, do him my best wishes and uh, wishing him a, a very good uh, concert. And then, well, you know, only uh, two days later he died. Uh, in, very in New sad. York. Very yes. So I was, you know, I had uh, John in my mind uh, because it was such a, such a kind man he was never thinking you know he, he was a really kind man and 
for instance, uh, why he was so, uh, why he was kind. Big, uh, many many years ago, uh, he, he, he came to Holland and, and play in the Oude Kerk in Amsterdam, and uh, that's the place where uh, the uh, Dutch composer. Zwelink, uh, uh, yes, he used to work as an organist. And John was playing there, and he would play my the first piece I have I have written for organ. It's my tour, a piece from 1981. Yeah. Uh, and um, at that time, I was asked uh, to compose a work for choir, and organ, and harp, and uh, and percussion. Yeah. And um, I was looking for a text and. I asked John, uh, asked him, John, uh, I have this commission, but um, they suggested a, 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 a poem, but well, I, I'm looking for something else. And he said, well, I know a very good poem and it's out on celestial music by Brian Patton. Uh, you, you, you must uh, put uh, music to this uh, because <laughs> It's such a fantastic text, and uh, he told me that he was planning uh, to make music it uh, himself one day. So I, I went looking for this text, and this text was absolutely fabulous. And uh, what I did as a composer was, in fact, uh, following uh, the text and nothing more than that. Mm -hmm. And you know, it, it, it this is a, a, f a form of kindness. Uh, which you seldom see with people, because uh, when you know that you want to mu make music to a certain text, you keep it a secret. You don't tell other composers, well, you should uh, take this uh, text because it's great. Uh -huh. No, he didn't keep it for himself. He, yeah. he shared with it's other generous, people. But very ultimately, generous. we all should do this because if we keep it to ourselves, nobody will know about it, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, John is dead now, and uh, he never wrote a piece of music to Odom Celestial Music, and yeah. So, thank you so much, Ad, for your generosity, okay. for sharing your ideas about uh, your style, about your compositions, in particular about uh, the right, um, and about in oh. the high-speed train. Oh, oh yeah, uh, 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 you know, uh, I'm sorry to interrupt, because we are talking about John Scott now. Um, you know, I, 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 so far I have written five uh, uh, um, uh, five uh, compositions for chamber organ, and then when John died, I had John in my mind for for uh, yeah every day for a couple of weeks, and then you know every two days, and so it's now a little less. But uh, the, the death of John uh, influenced me a lot in in composing these uh, last pieces so I, I I think John would be proud of you if we I hope could, so could hear, hear you composer and he, he could play these pieces he would be extremely proud of, of your writing yeah. and, and extremely grateful for what you do yeah as I am and of course thank you so much Ad, okay, for doing this work that matters to a lot of people around the world and uh, people who, who who knew you from the piece that you wrote in eight, 1989, the Miro Miroir, of course, uh, that's the piece yeah. you became uh, f most famous in the world for, yeah. and, the, and then suddenly your, your reputation grew and grew wider and gr wider, and um, I wish you uh, great success in other, uh, of course, uh, creative endeavors and in the future as well, so that your muse, uh, which would, for example, fly by your window, could see, see you uh, sitting at the ta table or at ah. the computer and getting yes. ready to, to, to receive this inspiration from him. Yes, I, I will open the window open to let the muse in. in. <laughs> Thank you so much. Okay, Fidas, I will keep you informed about the uh, new developments. Absolutely. Eh? Okay, bye-bye. Bye-bye. If you would like to know more about Advames, his compositions and uh, his piece 
uh, ride in a high-speed train, please visit uh, his website at uh, advames.com. That's a d w a m m e s dot com and composizia cado dot n l. That's c o m p o s i t i e c a d e a u dot n l. If you liked this conversation. I encourage you to visit my blog Secrets of Organ Playing at organduo.lt where you will find lots of insights, practical advice and training for every area of organ playing. You can subscribe to this blog for free to get your daily dose of inspiration and to be the first to know when any of my future podcasts roll out. I hope to help you reach your dreams in organ playing. I'm Vidas Pinkavitus, thanks for listening, and I'll catch you online really soon.